I sure know a lot about TV and movies and music too So join them for the special show They want to talk about those things too It's the Fangirly Show Hi, and welcome to the Fangirly Show Where smart girls go stupid for pop culture I'm Whitney And I'm Ellen And today we are going to do our long-anticipated episode about reboots, remakes, and sequels, and we're very excited. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Ellen, I think we ought to squee a little bit. Yeah, we do. Squee, girl. Squee. (laughs) Well, you and I already had, like, a very detailed (laughs) conversation about this, and I talk about this show. It would not be an episode of (laughs) The Fangirly Show if I did not talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I get on my high horse about this show a lot because I think it's totally underrated, especially like amongst the geek, you know, population. Um, but Which you think would be the community that would embrace it the most, but yeah. Yeah, I know. But they're the ones that give it the most crap because it had a bad first season. Um, mm. But I'll just say, if you listen to the show, you know I love Fitzsimmons, which is two characters named Fitz and Simmons, and um, they might have knocked boots uh, this week, and I may have been, like, a little bit excited, whatever, and last week, they, like, you know, got together and admitted their feelings for each other, so it's been a pretty good couple weeks. I was talking to my roommate, and I'm like, I've been really happy lately. I've been, like, in a really good mood. And I don't think it's only because of Fitzsimmons. I mean, that helps a lot. But, um, yeah. So, so that. Um, I'm not going to go on as much as you and I have we, You could, certainly. In our personal time gone on about it. Um, but, yes, I could. But I won't. Um, other than that, like, I'm, I'm loving kind of... The May sweeps of all of my TV shows. There's been some good Mm -hmm. episodes of lots of different things. Um, Inside Amy Schumer is back, and I'm happy that that's back. Yay! Yay! (laughs) And um, movies-wise, I went and saw Jungle Book. That was, like, really good. It's really good. I think I'm seeing it this week, so I'm really excited. Yeah, it's um it's like amazing what they can do with the CGI. It's crazy. Um and I also went and saw Barbershop, the next cut. Um because Okay, wait. What? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just of all the movies I expected you <laughs> That was not even one of okay, them. Okay, there's slightly a reason, but also like I saw the first Barbershop and I thought it was um, enjoyable. Um, okay. And I had heard good things about this one, but the main reason I wanted to see it is I love Lamorne Wil- Morris, who um, plays Winston on New Girl. He's kind of like my TV boyfriend. Um, I think that we're soulmates. Um, and uh, you're not wrong. He's, now that he's I think in this it. movie, so. Ooh. I went and checked it out, and I it was good. It was. Um, it made me really glad that I did not grow up in the south side of Chicago as a black girl, um, but really? in the suburbs of an undisclosed California town. Um, <laughs> I think we've disclosed it on this as, show. Yeah, probably. As a white I don't know girl. why you're being cagey now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so anyway. So yeah. How about you, girl? What are you squeeing about? Well, I mean, I pretty much divulged all of my squeeze to you last night during our, our, like, hour and a half long pre... (laughs) Okay, so I ended up watching S.H.I.E.L.D. last night, and then I had to call Ellen because we had to, like, debrief after that episode. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot to debrief. Oh, it was emotionally fraught for us. In in good ways. And Fitz got debriefed. Hey-oh! Oh! Oh man, that was on point. <laughs> Ellen and I are not at all giddy about no, not the at Smith all. Simmons thing. Actually, I also had Agents of Shield down as a thing that I'm squeeing about, not exclusively just because of the Fitzsimmons stuff. I mean, that did, well, that was a huge component, but um, I just that show's been so good the last couple weeks. I, I mean, it's been good all season. Yeah, but, but like, I think there have just been a lot of developments. Uh, the whole, like all of the stuff with Hive. I mean, as as much as I don't love having Grant Ward on this show all of the time, I am I am fine with the direction that they're going in right now. So that's been fun. And then uh, I am also shipping Daisy and Lincoln really hard, which is a little yeah. less rewarding for me right now because they're going through a bit of a rough patch, and I think it's gonna be okay, but. It's just been really hard. And so, yeah, I think that show's been great. So that's one of the things I've been squeeing about. Um, the other thing that's been kind of, like, captivating me this week is it's summer. So I'm back to doing, you know, low-pay menial jobs for uh, the next foreseeable four months. And so one of the ways that I get through it with my sanity intact is that I stockpile all my favorite podcasts and then I listen to them over the summer and one of those podcasts that I am, like, obsessed with is called The Blacklist Table Reads. Oh, yeah. It is so good. For any of you who aren't familiar with it, what it is is they um, this podcast gets a cast together, and it's usually a pretty good cast. I think, um, I mean, they're recognizable people and, and names. But they get together and then they, you know, they do a table read of um, scripts that haven't been produced yet, and they're usually pretty good scripts. The ones, the ones that I've really loved so far is they've done a uh, a period drama oh. called Mr. Malcolm's List, I think, and it's right up your alley, Ellen. So look into that. Sounds like it. Um, they actually just announced today that they um, that they're doing a blacklist script for a Reagan biopic um, with Will Ferrell playing Ronald Reagan. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's amazing the people that they can get to participate in this podcast. Yeah. Um, No, but they're, like, making it a movie. They're, like, making the Reagan movie from a Blacklist script. All right. See, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's very good, and I've been enjoying it a lot. So, that's it. And then the last thing I've been squeeing about is my Civil War anticipation, because it's coming out next week, oh, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And I have my tickets, and I am so oh excited. Oh my gosh. I am all a flutter, Ellen. I'm, like, I'm nervous and I'm excited. I'm, I'm feeling all of it. I'm so excited. And I'm so mad because they, like, released it to critics and stuff, and they had the premiere. Like, it seems like a month ago now. 
And I so, know. like, I've been hearing, like, so many good things about it for so long that I'm just like, I just want to see it now. That's the and thing, is the early reviews have been so good. And I so we've know. had to wait, like, three weeks before we get to realize what the hell everybody's talking about. I know. <sighs> White girl problems. White girl problems. They're crushing me. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That's, that's me. That's me this week. Um, oh! Do you know what I forgot? What? I forgot about our fan mail. Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know. A fan mail might be a little misleading. <laughs> After our um, our last episode about uh, DC and Marvel, I don't know, competition. I don't Yeah. <laughs> How would you phrase that? Um, we received an email from Ellen's childhood BFF. <laughs> I was going to say, who she's presumably kind of, <laughs> she's kind of obligated, like as my bestie, to um, participate a little bit. So I don't know that we yeah. can really call it fan mail. But, but I mean, I, she did go above and beyond. She did write a very nice long email. So right. I mean, our moms have never done that. So. <laughs> Where are you at, moms? <laughs> so good on you, Jillian. This is from Jillian. Um, so I'm just going to read an excerpt of what she wrote because she had she made some good points. Yeah. So um, this is from our friend Jillian. She says a few things. Number one, Ellen, the owner of that bookstore. Uh, Ellen referred to a bookstore in the last episode, and it sounded really cute. It was, about, uh, it was all romance novels, right? Yes. So she goes... Ellen, the owner of that bookstore, was a listener was a listener contestant on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me the other week. So, Jillian's just keeping us abreast of uh, <laughs> NPR podcasts. As she's <laughs> this week in NPR. <laughs> um, White girl problems. Speaking of, <laughs> no kidding, man. Um, she goes number two. Please keep singing on your show. That was delightful. <laughs> Um, I'm going to think that that's maybe not completely honest, but yeah. Ellen, I sing like a mermaid, okay? <laughs> so you can shove it. Yeah, I will. Um, she also says, how come Marvel gets to have things like Guardians of the Galaxy and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. count in their favor when all of your arguments for DC sucking is based on two crappy movies? This seems a little lopsided. There have been like 12 or something, movies devoted to the Avengers, and there have been uh, two so far to bring into the Justice League. To be honest, I haven't seen Man of Steel, though it is currently in my DVR, but Batman vs. Superman seems like a pile of turds that their studio... <laughs> She's so eloquent. She is articulate <laughs> as hell. Okay. Um... Uh, Scott does not get me as excited about superhero movie. Oh, sorry. Um, she's referring to her husband. Here. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, just name dropping her husband there. <laughs> but is that all that DC has ever done? Why does the Batman tri trilogy not count? I also wonder that. Why does the Dark Knight trilogy not count in the general, like, DC universe now? Well, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like... How the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man don't really count within the same universe as, like, the Marvel movies. And yeah, not but just weren't those Spider-Man more, like, Sony pictures than they were? Yeah, but, like, it's... It's, like, in the same world. I see what you're world. saying. So, like, the stories... I don't think that the Batman stories that were told with Christopher Nolan 
are is the same Batman that we're getting with Ben Affleck. I don't think he's playing like it's just an, a different actor playing Christian Bale's Batman. I think it's a different Batman. I could be wrong. I could have right. the wrong. I could be misunderstanding that, but that's just what I've been kind of led to believe. No, because that was kind of my take on it too. So I see what you're saying. Um, she says, I know that they're not as happy as Ellen prefers, but those movies, to borrow Whitney's favorite phrase, are bananas good. <laughs> you mention them as the gold standard for superhero movies, and yet they don't count in DC's favor. Um, so, yeah, she goes on to make some good points. So thank you, Jillian, for writing in. We really, in, like, enjoyed dissecting this email of yours. Yeah. So And those thanks, are good girlfriend. points, but I just don't, I don't think... I don't think the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, like doesn't include every Marvel movie that's come before it and I don't think that the new kind of DC universe that they're setting up with the new Justice League and Superman and right, you know, it's kind of, you know, or in the same token like the same thing, I don't think that the Brandon Routh Superman is the same Superman as you know, our Henry Cavill's Superman. Most definitely not. So, um, yeah. But I do agree, because, like, as I listened to that episode, after we had released it, we are very much, like, Marvel apologists, and so... Yeah. It's easy to see why some people think that we're a little bit biased, but, yeah. uh, suck it. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, suck right. it, Jillian. Suck it, Jillian! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've burned that bridge, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we uh, get into the meat Let's do of, it. To- of today's episode? So today we are we attempted to do this episode a couple months ago. We had recorded and everything, and I just like never edited it. So <laughs> don't tell are- them that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, Ellen. I thought we had a full disclosure policy. Okay. So we are trying to revive this episode and we're talking ironically all about uh hollywood revivals we're talking about um reboots and remakes and sequels so ellen just to kick things off kind of um i know that pretty much everyone on earth has made the argument that hollywood isn't giving us original properties anymore and that they've lost their originality and do you think this is the case or do you think that they're kind of overblowing the situation um yes and no i mean I think you, like, Warner Brothers recently came out and said that they're, like, only exclusively going to focus on their franchises. So, like, Harry Potter, um, freaking what we were just talking about, the Justice League and DC movies. (laughs) Like, they're only focusing on franchises. So you have, like, kind of these big studios making those kind of moves. But also in the same vein, I think that there's smaller studios like um, A24 and Anna Perinia and things like that that are making like your smaller Oscar bait movies and um, the, and they're focusing on that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think that yes and no. I think the money, the big money gets thrown behind the big franchises and remakes and sequels and revivals because Because they just break records every single year. Like why would they not be making those movies when they're like paying for them to refurbish their kitchens? You know, like I would too. And they're safer bets. And so it's just like that, 
you know, and sometimes they flop like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> but um, shade. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I think that you see a lot of big studios making those kind of moves. But I I do think that there's still original storytelling. You might just have to kind of veer off the beaten path a little bit more um, to find it, unfortunately. Which I do think that's unfortunate, but there's also just so many platforms now for stories to be told that, like, right. maybe branch out and look elsewhere. Well, and I I agree with you because, I mean, there's so many other ways to get, you know, your stories these days. Like, I, I think some of my, like, my favorite kind of projects are coming from TV right now. And those yeah. are fairly original. I mean, Catastrophe was amazing. Oh, I loved that. And it's second season. Oh, I loved that so much. <laughs> that yeah. is such a good show. So it's stuff like that. Like, if you're looking for original properties, maybe you need to look outside of, like, Hollywood blockbusters, you know, yeah. like you said. Um, that was That was part of the reason that I kind of made it a priority this year to watch a lot of the Oscar nominees, because I realized that those are going to be the movies that, like, weren't going to star one of the Chris's or, you know, like, wasn't going to be <laughs> a, a, like, you know, a Jason Bourne sequel or something like that. So, yeah, I think they're out there if you look for them. So. Yeah, and that's the other thing is I feel like a lot of... um you know, because you also have a lot bigger named filmmakers and things like that moving to TV, I think, just because they mm. they have more freedom and things like that with the storytelling process. And so, um, so it's just kind of like the way that the industry is changing and such right now. Yeah. Well, TV just has so much more clout than it used to. Yeah, that too. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit overblown, but that's just me. But I guess I will say, I will say too, that, um, like, there's a lazy approach to that, and then there's, you know, I think, I think that there's, there's interesting things to be done with remakes and reboots and revivals, but more often than not, people kind of take, like, the lazy approach and just say, ah, we're just gonna change the time, or we're just going to, yeah, you know, like, I think about, like, um... James Bond. Like, you could be like, oh, another James Bond. But, like, I look at when they changed from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig, like, that was a really cool move because they, like, completely changed the tone of those James Bond movies. Completely. Yeah. So, you know, I think just as long as you're... Or, like, look at um, 21 Jump Street. You know, like, they could... If they had just made, like, a carbon copy of that you know, kind of cheesy Johnny Depp show and tried to, but instead they made it like a comedy. And so Uh I think like if you can just take the property and change it up or even, sorry, now I'm just talking. Um, but the Marvel movies, sorry to talk about the Marvel movies. And we talked about this a little (laughs) bit last time, but, um, but that they're taking the superhero genre and with each movie, they're kind of like making it its own sub genre. So, Mm -hmm. um, like a subgenre within a subgenre. It's it's getting pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So like do so do sequels and revivals and reboots, but just make them good movies that are well told and then it's fine. And then you make a 
butt ton of money because then they're good movies that people talk about and tell their friends to go see and everybody want to wins. See. Yeah. Yeah, I personally don't have a problem with remakes or sequels or revivals. I really don't. Like, I mean, look at Mad Max. I know we talk about Mad Max all the time, but it was such a good movie and nobody saw it coming. And I think that's a really good example of a remake. Was it a remake or was it just like uh, it was kind of a I sequel? Think it's- technically supposed to be a sequel I think but I'm not right? entirely yeah. sure on the timeline of that it's anyway, kind of like the Batman situation <laughs> um, but that's I mean as long as they're good I don't have a problem with it at all Yeah. Um, we kind of already talked about this but why do you think there's been such a surge of remakes and reboots just, just within the last decade really Um, I think from the industry standpoint, you've got, um, like I was talking about, where it's just kind of a safer bet and, you know, you can make, you can make another car movie, but if you stick the name Fast and the Furious on it, you're going to make more money. Um, so I think there's that. Um, and then also I think that right now, um, like our generation, is really into nostalgic things and oh my gosh millennials and their 90s nostalgia it will never end and so i think that that just is selling right now and yeah that hollywood is putting their money behind that so again i mean (laughs) i think people forget that this is a business for a lot of people and like their primary concern is to make money so you do you hollywood yeah. Um, do you think there's a right and a wrong way to do a remake? Like, okay, rephrase. Uh, what is your what goes into your ideal remake? Um, it's kind of like I said earlier. Like, I think you just need to bring something new to it and change up something about it, other than just like the talent. Or you need to change up the story. You need to change the tone. You just need to bring something fresh to that story. And if it's, mm-hmm. like, if it's a sequel, like, um, but, like, if you look at um, Captain America to Winter Soldier, that's, that's, that's a shift um, in, like, sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at, yeah, like I said, James Bond, I think you just need to just change something up and keep it exciting and different. Um, speaking of, did you, because yes. as I was talking about um, 21 Jump Street, did you hear about the crossover that they're going to do with 21 Jump Street and Men in Black? It's going to be what? MIB 23. And it's like... What? No! <laughs> and it's going to be those guys becoming Men in Black. Yes. <laughs> like when I heard it, like when I just when I just first heard it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard." But then like when I thought about it, I'm like, "That's genius." Like I love that. Oh my gosh, when you said that, I went through a full range of emotions. I went through like a rainbow of feelings. Like I just felt everything. Uh yeah, like you said, First there was shock, and then there was, like, despair. 
<laughs> and then joy and jubilation. Yeah, I'm totally going to see that. Yeah. Like, I think it's the most great. brilliant crossover that's ever happened. But, um... Definitely. But, yeah. So, that's kind of my thing, is it just needs to, you know, like, stay true to the kind of heart of the original, but, um, change it up. Mm-hmm. That was, I'm glad you said that, because that was kind of my point, is that, um, like you said, like, they need, they need to bring something new, and they need to, the, to modernize it, or whatever, you know, their take is on the story, but also stay true to, you know, like, the spirit of, you know, whatever your original property is. So, like, that was my problem with the, uh, Fantastic Four remake that came out last summer, was that they took this kind of, like, fanciful comic book story and they made it, like, a gritty kind of Dark Knight-esque, um, you know, like, franchise grab. And it didn't work. And they were, you know, they just, they weren't staying true to the story. And that's, I mean, they had the talent and the script was not, you know, exceptional or anything. But, I mean, that movie had some things going for it and the reason that it, you know nosedived so hard was because it just there was a problem with the tone of it so yeah like bring something new to it but also remember like remember what story you're telling yeah totally all right so this is my this is my favorite part this is the one i've been really looking forward to uh let's say in in our wildest dreams you've been given a blank check and you get to make a reboot or a remake or a sequel of anything you want. So what is it and how are you going to make it happen? Um, so I thought about this. My, I have, this is the thing is it's like, I, I thought about like a bunch of movies where I'm like, oh, I love that movie. And I, I like, if it had done well, they probably would have made a sequel like of this. But it didn't do well enough, that the, so they didn't make a sequel of it. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like, but then do I want them to touch it again? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I thought about, um, like, I love Scott Pilgrim. Um, and Is there more to that story? Because is, is it kind of like a one-off comic book story? or I think that there's, I'm pretty sure that there's more to it. Oh. Like, so, and, I, and I'm sure, like, if it had done really well... Like, they would have found a way to make more story about it. Um, but it didn't, and that's um, sad. But, um, and then I thought about, like, Galaxy Quest. I love that movie. And I know I listened, I just listened to um, a Nerdist podcast with Sam, uh, Sam Rockwell, and he was saying that, like, Amazon was going to make a sequel to that movie. Um <laughs> But, well, like, they had the whole cast and everybody, but then, oh, and then... Alan Rickman died, and, oh. um, like, it was supposed to have been shooting this summer, but it didn't work out. And so, like, I think about things like that. If I'm being completely honest, though, I don't know if this counts, but the one thing that I'm like, oh, I just wish they would make a good movie of that is Persuasion by Jane Austen. <laughs> Oh, you don't like the version where at the very end they're about to kiss and it takes them like 30 minutes to seal the deal and her mouth is literally dripping with saliva because (laughs) she just ran across England to find him? Yeah, um, that's not my favorite. What's wrong with that version? That's, (laughs) I like things about that one, but. Like Rupert um, Henry Jones? 
Yeah, like Rupert Henry Jones. I really like that. Um, <laughs> and there's things I like about the old, like the 1995 one too. The but, one with Siren Hines? Yeah. Is that the one you're thinking about? Okay. But they just haven't made like a really good adaptation of that. And that's like probably my favorite Jane Austen book. So that is kind of what I'm always like, oh, if I had money, I would just make a really good persuasion. Um, is that your favorite Jane Austen book? Yeah, probably. Are you out of your freaking mind? No, that's my favorite Jane Austen book. No, I mean, it's good. (gasps) Speaking of which, this is a total sidebar, but did you see that they're making a movie of Lady Susan? Yes. Have you seen the trailer? It looks so good. It looks so good. I want to see it so bad. Kate Beckinsale is my, I mean, she's my spirit animal. In case anybody wants to look it up, it's called Love and Friendship, not Lady Susan. Oh, that's right. They changed the... But it's based on the... Uh, Lady Susan. Posthumously released Jane Austen novel, Lady Susan. And it looks bananas. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm so excited. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right. So, sorry to interrupt. That was no, that's, that's it for me. Is I would just do persuasion. <laughs> okay. Um, what about you, Whitney? See, for me, like, <laughs> I went in a very different direction. Like, all I could think about... Was all the horror movies that I got really excited about uh-huh. and that totally did not meet my expectations. And, like, I walked out of the theater thinking, like, I could make that movie a million times better. So, um, probably things that would fall under that category. I would love, I would love to make a remake of uh, The Changeling. Uh, not the one with Angelina Jolie, but the one from the 70s with George C. Scott. Yeah. That shaped us as people. Yeah. It's a family favorite of ours. It so. is. Uh, mostly because I would, I would cast myself as the voice of Joseph Carmichael, <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Can I audition right now? It's really good. Yeah. Definitely. Are you ready? Joseph Carmichael. My metal. The well. My father. <laughs> this, nobody but our family is going to care about this. I know. So for those of you that haven't seen the movie The Changeling, that was a really, really good on. Joseph Carmichael. Yeah. <laughs> so I would do that. Um, I saw today on Tumblr that they're doing, a, a not a remake, but a prequel of The Omen. And I was yeah. like, why? But also I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so I, yeah, I would so probably remake horror so movies. opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over the place today. Um, yeah, because horror movies are so hard to get right, even under the best conditions. So just let me make all of them, you know? That, that seems rational. Yeah. I mean, I've never done it before, but I have a feeling I'd be really good at it. <laughs> like Krav Maga or parkour, you know? I've just got a feeling yeah. that I'd be really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is there anything else that you want to say about um, revivals, remakes, sequels, just unleash? I don't know. Like, I just think that this is just the way, like, you know, it's their money and they're using it the way that they want to, which is, you know, they're they're betting with the house and the house is mm. telling them that it's <laughs> good to make these. And so, and... Yeah statistically it usually is you know better to make a sure bet than a not so i would just encourage people like if you're going to bemoan the fact that everything's a sequel then 
you know, go to your video on demand and look for smaller releases because that's how they come out now. And, yeah. um, you know, like, there, there's still original storytelling getting made. It's just not being um, distributed in the way that it used to be. So... And then I would also say, like, for the people who are, like, less than thrilled with this this current trend, uh, just be cool. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, these, yeah, I mean, did the world need another Transformers movie? Like, no. Big picture, it probably didn't. But for the most part, I think a lot of these remakes and reboots that are coming out are really good. And I've been enjoying them, so just, you know, maybe maybe look at it from a new perspective. Or maybe think about how these remakes and reboots are bringing these stories that, you know, maybe other generations loved or, like, a small, like, cult of people really appreciated, and now they're bringing it to a wider audience, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, yeah, just be cool. So, I think we have fully hashed out remakes and reboots. Uh, Here's to hoping that I actually get it edited this time. Uh, <laughs> what do you say we wrap things up? Don't you have like a little, yes, a little game? So, um, we are going to do a, so as we've been talking about remakes and reboots, etc. um, a lot of those things come out during the summertime and we are now entering the summer box office season. Um, Hallowed be its name. <laughs> um, so we thought we would give our box office predictions for 2000, summer 2016. Um, we've each kind of placed top 10 movies and we'll go through those together. Um, I was supposed to come up with um, a bet and I didn't. So, hmm. Oh, I, I have a suggestion. Okay. Because uh, I was going to suggest this when we, we did our, our last bet. Um, I think that uh, one of us, like whoever loses, uh-huh. should have to upload a video of themselves doing something dictated by the winner and then upload it to Fangirly. It's not going to be like pornographic or anything. Like, take a look say, up your face. But you're like, that sounds really <laughs> filthy, Whitney. <laughs> no, it's going to be like I don't something know. I don't embarrassing. Have, well, yeah, it's going to be you doing something embarrassing because I'm going to win. Like that's I need happened. a win, Ellen. <laughs> uh, okay, I so, really need this. So when Whitney loses, she will do something oh embarrassing God. and post it to Fangirly. Um, you are such okay. a butthole sometimes. So we're going to kind of go through our list together. So Whitney, what do you have as number 10 in your top 10 summer box office movies? Oh, okay. I put um, Secret Life of Pets. Okay. Because it's the one I know the least about. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, I have Central Intelligence. That's kind of my oh. dark horse. I just was looking at the like movies that are coming out this summer. There's not a whole lot of comedies, mm-hmm. um, especially like PG-13 comedies. Uh, so I just think that that one might kind of wedge its way up there. Okay. I, I don't know anything about the reviews. I just know that it's a PG-13 right. comedy. So, yeah. Uh, what do you have for number nine? I put Independence Day just because I'm a little bit torn about mm-hmm. it. Like, conceptually. Like, why, why are we remaking Independence Day? 
But that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I have that one a little bit higher because, um, again, the nostalgia is strong. So I think that might make some more money than that. Um, number nine, I have Star Trek Beyond. Um, it's getting kind of mixed reactions on the trailers and, and such. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like the marketing hasn't been super strong. Like, It hasn't. Even... I haven't seen anything for it. Yeah, um, I don't even really know when it's coming out, so maybe it's coming out later this year and I just don't know. But anyway, I have it at number nine. Um, We'll see how that one goes. Um, What do you have for number eight? I put Central Intelligence. Okay. Just because I needed something for my number eight spot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. Not going to be the bush. I have Secret Life of Pets. You can never discount the animated movies because mm. those make gangbusters because <laughs> they kill i know everybody can go see them mm-hmm. um what do you have for number 7 i put the new jason bourne movie okay um i would have put it higher but i just remembered that the last the last bourne movie that came out bourne legacy i think with jeremy renner didn't do as well as people were hoping so i wonder if maybe that will color people's Reaction to this movie? Probably not, because Matt, Matt David back. is back. Yeah, back. I've got that one a little higher, but um, I have Independence Day for uh, for number seven, just because I think I think the by virtue of being an Independence Day movie, it's going to make money. But I think that it doesn't look great. I mean, it looks kind of cool. Like it looks like the original Independence Day, where it's just like explosions and such, but. We'll Which, see. like, do... Then just go watch Independence Day. Well, you know what I mean? You know, but, <laughs> just... but technology's better now, so, like... That's true. When the White House explodes, it'll look a little more realistic, I guess. Um, what I do you have I for number the White exploding. six? Six. I put um, Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I think that's probably going to do really well. <laughs> I didn't put that one just because I don't understand those movies um so that one did not make my top 10 but okay but it's like it's tim burton it's johnny depp it's that mia chick whose last name i cannot pronounce for the <laughs> life of me yeah and no it's it's probably it's probably gonna do well i just uh, out of like solidarity i didn't put it um i didn't I... like the first one like don't think i'm like no. doing this with like a personal agenda, I just no, I know. <laughs> um, okay, number six, I have X Men. Um, I wanted to put this one higher because I think it'll do well, um, but there was just the other ones that I thought might do better. So it's number six yeah. for me. X Men Apocalypse. Okay. What's your number five? I put um, Suicide Squad for number five. Okay. Again, I would have put it higher, but like. I was talking to my dad about Suicide Squad, and he's just a rabid DC fan, and he was like, I don't know. I mean, he just, like, he's very on the fence, and I wonder if that's... Yeah. um, People just don't know about it. They don't know that story, so I don't know if it's gonna perform quite as well as, like, Batman vs. Superman. I think it will perform better than Batman vs. Superman. Batman vs. Superman Yeah, probably with people like like us, but, like, you know what I mean? Who knows? Um... I think the thing, I think you're probably, I think that's probably a good place for Suicide Squad. I have a little bit higher, 
But the thing, the thing you have to remember with that one too is it comes out later in the summer, so mm-hmm. you know, like summer box office wise, it has less of a chance to make that money, um, like yeah. some of these others do. Um, that's true. But no, that's that. So you probably have good placement on that. Um, I have Jason Bourne at number five. Okay. Um, I think like early reception on the trailers and stuff is really good and. Um, you know, it's a born movie. Like, yeah, it's just going to do well. Um, he looks shredded in that trailer. Yeah. Like, what is he? Like, 45, and he is cutting it up. Yeah. Ugh. Woof. Ugh. Uh, number four, <laughs> what do you have? I put Star Trek. Okay. I mean, I don't have any rationale behind it. I just, I think it's... Gonna do reasonably well because the first two movies did pretty well. So yeah, wishful thinking. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't even know if this one counts or not because it came out in March or April or whatever month we're in right now. Um, I have Jungle Book for number four. I don't know if that counts as a summer block box office pick, but I think it should. Um, it's getting really good reviews. It's getting really good. Um box office numbers as of now and I just think again it's like a family friendly movie although it's scary like those are scary animals um so that's what I have for well I thought they were scary in the cartoon man yeah that snake with like the hypno eyes yeah Idris Idris Elba as Shere Khan is terrifying um who who does the voice of um Bagheera uh Ben Kingsley Nice. And Bill Murray as Blue is fantastic. It's really fun. <laughs> and then isn't Scarlett Johansson, um... Ka or... Ka. Yeah, whatever the snake's name is. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's in it for, like, two minutes, but... Aw, boo. Um... Okay, what do you have for number three? For number three, I put X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. I had a hard time putting that one as low as I did because I think it'll do better than that, but we'll see. I hope it will. Gosh, I just I'm really invested in Oscar Isaac's career because when we get married, I want him <laughs> to have done well for himself. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, all that inside Lewin Davis stuff is cute, but I want him to be able to provide for me, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he oh. listens to this. I hope he's Gosh. our number one fan. <laughs> Um, I have, what are we on? Three. So I have Suicide Squad for number three. All right. I think it's got like a lot of really good hype building for it. So you're probably going to end up being right about that. Um, I think it's kind of got that like kind of Guardians of the Galaxy flavor, you know, and that one did bonkers bananas good. So we'll see. Crazy. (laughs) Bananas good. Bananas good. Um, what do you have for number dose? Wow, we on two? Um, I put The Jungle Book. Okay. Like you said, it's a family movie. It's based on a Disney movie. Those have done well in the past. I think it's going to do well. Um, I have Finding Dory. Do you not have Finding Dory anywhere on your list? I didn't put it anywhere on my list because I'm mad that it's happening at all. Okay, well. I'm mad. That was silly of you. Um, I Ugh. think it's going to do really really well it's yeah i know Pixar i know and i don't movie. care i will take i will take the loss because i'm that mad about it 
so uh, I'll be thinking of something embarrassing for Whitney to do and film. Mm, um, <laughs> anyway, no, I mean, like, I just, I think you can't ever bet against Pixar. Like, No, I know. I know. <laughs> um, and it's, like, the most prestigious uh, animated movie coming out, and so... You know, go I understand that. all that. It's just like that movie came out like over a decade ago or something yeah. insane like that. Like just let it go. But that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. For now. Um, what do you have as number one? I think we're probably Rob- both in agreement on this one. <laughs> probably the same thing you have as number one. Yeah. Uh Civil War. Yeah. I think there's like no stopping that movie from no. taking it. Um I mean, it's our isn't already like breaking records. Yeah, and they're thinking it's gonna have like a two hundred thousand uh, dollar, or not two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna have a crazy opening weekend, and uh, yeah, so it'll. Well, and the reviews are so good. I like know, the early I'm reviews. So excited. I know. I'm like in pain. I'm in physical anguish because I just want to watch it so bad. I know. Um, okay, so that those are our box office predictions. Um, if you would like to weigh in on this or our earlier topic of um, reboots and remakes and sequels, then you can comment at fangirly.com or email us at fangirlyfangirls at gmail. Dot com. Is that you right? Got it. Yes. Oh. Also, if you if you have any suggestions for embarrassing things that you'd like to see Ellen do or on fangirly.com. No, pretty much Ellen. Uh please <laughs> get in contact with us and let us know because we are always open to suggestions. Yes, do that. Um okay, I think that's it for us, right? What? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. All right, then uh that's it for us, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, Whitney. Bye, Ellen! It's the Fan Girly Show.